Hey, what's up, guys? Max here, back with another brand new episode of the Scuttlebutt Show. Off to a great start, as you can see. Uh, you might hear some background noise going on today. I got some people here working on the house, so you might hear that. Don't worry about that. Everything's fine over here. So what's up? It's great to see you guys all in the chat. What's up? Danger Zone Scad, Chris, Audra, Rachel, Nuggets, everybody out there, welcome, and I hope you guys are having a great week so far. Sorry I wasn't here yesterday. Let me go ahead and uh, get things started with this. Let me kick off a little about yesterday. So about yesterday, I... Uh, I Talked about those Bombas socks on an episode um, last Friday out here in Okinawa, I guess, Thursday. Awesome. Totally awesome. I loved my Bombas socks. So those are super legit, not sponsored. I just really dug those Bombas socks. Anybody looking for an update on that? And uh, we've got a crazy show today. I got to talk about it. There's this story going around about this Army second lieutenant who was pulled over by the police, pepper sprayed, threatened. That story is going out of control right now. There's all kinds of information floating around. Well, I've done my research. I'm going to present the story to you. We're going to watch the video. If you don't know what I'm talking about, we're going to watch the dash cam police camera video and we'll see what really went down out there to the best of what we can, you know, interpret from the video, the whole video and see what we got going on there. My buddy, well, you know, my OIC, my former OIC officer in charge of my one of my first deployments with NSW, Dan Crenshaw. Let's go over right now and talk about him because something went down with him and I got to talk about it. Dan Crenshaw, congressman, Navy SEAL, American hero, inspiration to me and should be inspiration to us all. I want to get started right here with this. Check this out, you guys. By the way, we're going to talk all about the gaming stuff too. So stand by. If you're here for that, stand by. We're going to talk about that. Texas Representative Dan Crenshaw temporarily blinded after eye surgery. So as you guys probably know, Dan Crenshaw, retired Navy SEAL, was injured by an IED in Afghanistan. After that injury where he lost an eye and suffered tons of shrapnel injuries, he goes on to deploy again with the Navy, and his whole plan was to stay in the Navy. He wanted to stay in the Navy. But he was medically retired due to his injuries from the Navy, and he went on to become a congressman, get into politics. Well, a couple days ago, I wake up in the morning in Okinawa, and he's got a post on Instagram where he said he had to go undergo emergent surgery because his retina was detaching in his good eye, his remaining good eye. And that, if you can imagine, the, the idea, the possibility of going completely blind is pretty terrifying, I would say. What do you guys think? I think the possibility of going blind is pretty scary. And so he undergoes surgery. The Apparently, at the it was at the VA. Apparently, the surgery went well. He is currently laid up in a hospital. He has to recover. He's effectively going to be blind for about a month. And then we'll hopefully, you know, our thoughts and prayers are out there that uh, the surgery goes well and he recovers and he's able to see again out of his good eye. And we will get him back on the floor of Congress, being a difference maker, being an influ influencer, and all of that. So shout out to Dan Crenshaw, a great American who I hope recovers from that surgery well. And if you guys want to show Dan some support, what I did was I made a video telling Dan how he inspires me. He inspires me by proceeding through life as if those injuries are nothing. You know, he just gets up every day. He doesn't go feel sorry for himself. He doesn't make any excuses. Let me tell you what it was like working for Dan. When you have an OIC in the military who has suffered injuries like that, he lost an eye, and he's showing up to work every day, crushing it, ready to go, motivated, positive attitude. You know how many excuses you're allowed to have? Anybody want to take a guess how many excuses you're allowed to have? Zero. As if you ever, as if there was ever a good reason to have an excuse in the first place. When your OIC is going on deployment after getting blown up by an IED and losing an eye, yeah, you have no excuses. Okay, that's your that's your sign that whatever your problem is, whatever you're going through, you can persevere. You can overcome it. You can go right through it. Okay, so I hope you guys remember that Dan is out there proving, dealing with this stuff every day. These injuries of war every day and proceeding and doing his job and getting it done. So, Dan, I hope you're doing well. You inspire me. Your book is great. Everything that you're doing is awesome. You're the man. I hope you recover well, happily, safely, and get back to work as soon as you can, which I know is what you want to do. 
Let me catch up on the chat here real quick. Audra, what's up? Supermax, let's go. Ghost, what's up? Welcome to the chat. Nugget says, I had a day when I had one eye injured by a cup for a week. I can't imagine how hard it is to be blind. Wow. Scad says, Max, you were a drone pilot, right? That's right. I was a drone pilot. I flew small handheld size drones. I did that for Naval Special Warfare. It's one of the many jobs that I did while I was in the Navy, but for the last eight or nine years of my military career, if you include contracting time, that's what I was doing. I was a drone pilot. And if, if, if you guys uh, you know, are patient with me, I'm working on figuring out a way because a lot of people, ever since I dropped these gaming videos, have been asking me all about what I did in the Navy. How did I deploy to Iraq and Afghanistan? And I think that I need to create some kind of video explaining my Navy career. Uh, I know I've talked about doing, figuring out a way to do that, so I need to do that and get something out to you guys. So that way people who find the channel can kind of understand where I'm coming from, what my perspective is, and how I got to have these experiences that I had while I was in. Let's see. Scott says, you should try and get onto the Low Level Hell podcast. I'll try that. A jack of all trades, Audra, thank you very much. I try. I just have a lot of, I have too many interests. I say yes to too many things is my problem. It is actually a, a probably a problem. So I should probably take on less, but nah, screw that. So look, guys, let me, let me just get this out there really quick. I've obviously posted a few videos about some computer games, Six Days in Fallujah and Squad. Those videos are blowing up. They are, I mean, elephant in the room, those videos are why a lot of people are subscribed to my channel right now. And that's cool. I'm down with that. If, if computer games are, if military computer games and video games are my gateway to you guys, if that's how I can get my message out there through this show, then I'm down with that. I can get on board with that. But here's the deal. You guys saw that video I posted of me playing squad, right? Tough, tough to watch. I mean, that frame rate, that lag, all that stuff was pretty brutal. So here's the deal. I really think that if I keep doing these and they keep growing. I'm going to look at getting a PC to play these games on, especially when Six Days in Fallujah comes out because we're talking about that brand ambassador program with Six Days in Fallujah that they reached out to me about. Well, I got to get some good gaming equipment. So look, here's the deal. Super chats are open. Donations are open. Patreon's available. If you guys want to see that happen, I'm going to do maybe for the rest of April a dollar-for-dollar match on whatever I, money I can raise to get myself a gaming setup. And I'm going to go out, I'm going to go to the store, and I'm going to go get myself a good gaming rig, okay? But I can't just go out there and buy it right now. With I don't have the free cash to go do that. So if that's something you guys really want to see, and you come watch this channel all the time, consider jumping over on Patreon or dropping those super chats or dropping those donations through the links down below, and we're going to make it happen, okay? We're going to make it happen. We'll get out there. I'll start doing the games with you guys, and I can go squad up with you guys when Six Days in Fallujah comes out. You know we'll be playing it, so let me know. Show me if how bad that you guys are interested in that or how interested in it you are, and we'll make it happen, okay? Now, we got some cool stories to get to today, and then we got a kind of that, you know, that crazy one about the police, okay? So we're going to talk about that. We're going to get to that. We're, it's at the end, okay? Just spoiler alert, it's going to be at the end. I got to talk, like, we always got to talk about this, though. Like, I never shy away from talking about sexual assault, that kind of stuff, but the Army didn't prosecute this NCO accused of rape, so we did it again and again. This article is from armytimes.com. So what is going on here? We're looking at Staff Sergeant Randall Hughes, sentenced to more than 13 years in prison following a series of rapes and assaults. Staff Sergeant Randall Hughes got off with a slap on the wrist after he raped the wife of a young soldier under his charge during a Super Bowl party in 2017. Now, it does not say if he was accused of this. I mean, what the evidence was against him, that kind of stuff. It wasn't the first time Hughes raped someone according to charge sheets. So he's basically being charged. I mean, we got to get through the article. The victim, Leah Ramirez, Leah Ramirez, reported the rape to Army CID the next day. It happened after a party held at Ramirez's home in Fort Bliss, Texas. Ramirez's husband was passed out drunk after Hughes had egged him on to continue taking shots of whiskey throughout the evening. Ramirez put her husband to bed. The party ended and everyone else left. Ramirez was outside alone with Hughes where he, when he propositioned her for sex. She said no, so Hughes grabbed her, forced himself upon her against the grill, and later dragged her by the hair into her home where he raped her. That is... That's rape rape. That's like a, a violent rape. That's like not passed out drunk, 
fail to consent, that's like violent rape that he's being accused of. After it ended, Ramirez hid in a bathroom until Hughes eventually left the house. Wow, crazy. Horrible. I waited until the morning and then I went to the hospital to get checked, she recalled. It took CID 48 hours to get into my house for evidence, so I lived in the crime scene for 48 hours and then it took three years to do anything. This is how it is, they say. After year-long investigation, Army CID agents determined allegations were credible, said Ramirez. But a victim advocate later explained to her that Hughes was receiving a general officer memorandum of reprimand for his personnel file. He would not be prosecuted. How does that work? A memo of reprimand for a rape and it's a credible allegation? Ramirez never understood the reason for that decision. Her husband changed posts while the investigation unfolded and it didn't seem like there was much she could do. I was told CID had enough evidence to believe it happened and Fort Bliss still didn't do anything, she said. They just told the command that this is what it is and this is how it is. Absolutely horrible. That's insane. I can't believe that. The Army would later learn that Hughes was a serial rapist. A few months after Ramirez reported her rape, Hughes did the same thing to another woman at Fort Bliss. What the hell? Hughes transferred to Fort Dix, New Jersey in the intervening years. It wasn't long before he was once again accused of rape, this time by his teenage daughter, but now Fort Dix CID agents saw the go more in Hughes's file the memorandum of reprimand. The CID inquiry ultimately resulted in criminal charges spanning more than a decade involving five victims. A plea agreement whittled the charges down to a few of the most recent incidents, but still concluded included both 2017 rapes. You guys hear that background noise? There's some work going on at the house. In March, Hughes pled guilty in Fort Drum. Okay, so this is important. To a slate of criminal charges and was sentenced to 13 years in prison. Hughes pled guilty to two counts of rapes Two counts of sexual assault consummated by battery, one count of sexual abuse of a child, one count of assault consummated by battery, one count of indecent language, and one count of adultery. Now, why is Army CID not culpable in this? Why is the Army not also guilty of inaction? I mean, if you're a investigative department and you are saying, yeah, he probably did it, but we're just not going to do anything, and then he does it again, and you're like, yeah, maybe, you know, we're taking a good look at it. The time to start thinking about doing something is approaching. The time to start taking these rapes seriously, we're starting to think about when that time might be, okay? That is absolutely ridiculous. Commands rarely send cases to court. Hughes' repeated rapes and the Army's failure to investigate and prosecute them aggressively raises troubling questions about how the service handles sexual assault complaints. Hughes's case also comes to light at a time when the military as a whole is faced bracing for a new push from Capitol Hill. So when the government says that, you know, the idea that we're, you know, targeting crime and extremism in the military and sexual assault, this is what they're talking about. I think that we could give this some attention. I think we could probably lend an ear to this, pay a little bit of attention to this. So if you look here, the allegations of rape against Hughes date back to 2006. Though that was not reported at the time, Army investigators said Hughes raped his then wife at Fort Carson, Colorado, but the charge was dropped as part of Hughes' plea agreement. He pled, uh, took a plea agreement, no penalty from the Army of rape. He's a serial rapist. I mean, the history is there and he pled guilty. His plea agreement avoided charges that he told his girlfriend not to speak to agents who were investigating Ramirez's case. Charges that he intentionally cut the woman using a broken glass bottle were also dropped. This guy is a psychopath. In 2017, Hughes' estranged 14-year-old daughter moved in with him. That's not good. Hughes had not been involved in a girl's life previously, according to her mother, Shyla, but her daughter had gone through a difficult few years and wanted to make a change. Hughes quickly agreed to Madison's surprise, but the mother was not aware of the rape allegation. So let's see. Obviously, didn't want this to look like an upstanding single dad. Publicly praised her daughter for coming forward with the allegation of sexual abuse. I didn't know he was being investigated, and Fort Bliss just allowed him to move a child when she was 14 in with him. Crazy. So let's take a look at this guy really quick. This guy that you're seeing on your screen right now, serial rapist, child, child rapist, pled guilty, first accusations dating back to 2006, absolutely despicable, totally despicable. And, uh, I hope that he has a nice time in prison, I guess all those years he's going to spend in prison, but when's the army going to take some accountability? When is the military going to take some accountability for this damn stuff? It happens all the time. And the people who fail to do anything about it when they obviously should have intervened, pay no penalty, no penalty. 
And we keep coming back to the same stuff too, because we keep finding out like Vanessa Gee and all this stuff. They said any competent investigator would have found all these things, all seen all these connections and, and been able to spot all these crimes and arrest all these people before it ever happened. Despicable, honestly. What's up? So we got, oh, we got a $5 super chat from Jacob Donenworth. The man, an officer and a man, buy that book. Do not hesitate. Do not pass go. Stop what you're doing. Go to Amazon and buy an officer and a man, a great book. This should fund at least two minutes in Fallujah. Yeah, two minutes. <laughs> yes, that's what we need. We need a ticker getting up to six days. Let's see. Larry D says, I play Call of Duty and Battlefield game franchises, but the first person shooter game has its run, has run its course for me. I played Ride 4, which is motorcycle racing. Nice. Well, I'm just getting back. I played Halo in high school, competitive. It was my... It was my main sport, you might say. And, uh, and I've really gotten out of games until now where I'm getting back into them at the ripe age of 35 and a half. Slap on the wrist. What's up, Ilmandi uh, Fikri? Hi, sir. Hi, sir, to you. Rape is way worse. Rape, rape is way worse than just drunk rape. Hey, you know what, I, you know what I'm saying? There's a difference between clocking somebody in the face, dragging them by the hair and raping them, and two drunk people having sex and one of them didn't consent. There's a difference in my mind of the category of crime. And it's even different in the criminal charges, rape consummated by battery. So there you go. Scad says, ironic. Nuggets, Jesus, his own daughter, the bastard. Yes, well, he's going to prison now. Scad, oh, he's going to die in prison. They don't get, uh, they don't love uh, pedos in there for sure. Nuggets, Jacob, I'm typically not for the death penalty, but this guy earned it. Hey, I'm kind of all for the death penalty, but I think it should be a way more painful process. Uh, Hitches says, nice, attacking women with glass. Yeah, classy move, right? Nugget says, listen, just alone, one rape is absolutely terrible and uh, deserve a life to rot in jail, but all these cases come and he doesn't get to deserve to serve our country. Yeah, I think he's going to lose, you know, his military status for sure. He's going to be in prison. It's a bad deal all around. I've been playing Ground Branch recently, but I have 2K hours in squad. What is, do I need to check out Ground Branch too? I'm, I'm, I, I have 20 minutes in squad now, 20 or 30 minutes in squad. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm trying to see if this is going to be, is my future in gaming? Am I a gamer? I mean, I do, I do miss those days. Man, you know. Games, video games. In in I always played video games as a kid. Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. Back when I was a young man, I couldn't picture this. I had then I then I had Sega Dreamcast, which I loved. I loved my Sega Dreamcast. If I could get a Dreamcast right now, I definitely would. I think the first game I ever played online was Fantasy Star Online on Dreamcast. Um totally awesome game. And my buddy would always hook me up with purple level abilities. And then I got the Xbox, the original Xbox. I don't even think it would fit on my desk. I don't even think the original Xbox would fit on my current desk. It weighed over 80 pounds. The controllers were like basketballs. You would have to hold the controller like this. I'm, I'm, I got to reach over here to hit the select button. We would have LAN parties, local area network parties. We would put our giant Xboxes in giant backpacks. Where you, and then somebody else would have to carry the controllers Somebody else would have to carry the power brick. It would take our whole four-person Halo team to move our Xbox. We would go to somebody's house, two big flat-screen TVs, an Xbox in each room with an Ethernet cable between, and then we would hook those up and we would play Halo all night long. We would do that instead of going to school. We would do that. I mean, we would basically just do that. And then the game all changed, Okay. Still talking about Halo, big-time Halo player, big-time Halo player. We would go to Halo tournaments, very competitive. Now, everything changed. Now, you would have to be pretty old to know about this. Before Xbox Live, before all of this online gaming, there was something called XB Connect. XB Connect. You had to be pretty talented just to get on XB Connect. You had to have your Xbox plugged into a router, a router plugged into a computer, a computer running XP Connect, and then you would have to have all that connected to the internet, and then other people around the world would have to have their stuff connected to XP Connect, and then you could play Halo. And you would get on there, and you would play Halo, or whatever, but Halo, and you would look at their ping time and be like, damn, we're going to play this other team with a 300 ping. We're going to beat them handedly. You wanted that low ping. This is like 
dial-up internet days. You wanted that low ping, you would get on there, you would play Halo, and when the match ended, you would run as fast as you can to the keyboard to start typing trash talk. Like, it was immediate. It was an emergency. It was an emergency. You had to run from where you're sitting playing Halo to the computer and start typing your trash talk. It was the most important thing in the world that very moment. You would say, good game, you suck, your parents are going to never love you again, you're probably going to fail school, you have no future, you're not good at Halo. That was how we determined people's worth in the Halo XP Connect world. XP Connect was a, the Wild West. It was a wasteland. It was Mad Max and Fury Road. That was XP Connect. So if you guys have even ever heard of XP Connect, good on you. Bravo Zulu. And now we've got instant gaming all around the world. I'm playing PC games on my Mac. I'm recording the screen. We've got Twitch, all this stuff. It all goes back to XP Connect. I got to give it up to XP Connect. Shout out to XP Connect. Man, those were the days. Let's see, let's see, let's see. What's going on in the chat? Got to check out DCS. Okay, I know you guys have been telling me about DCS. I got I to gotta check that out. I play with Karmacute sometimes, but yeah, it's an interesting game in my opinion. Ready, low, ready, PvE scenarios. Hostage stuff is fun. You could join us. Hey, what's up, Hitchens? Let me know about that. Let's see. Scad, yo, I still have that Xbox. That first Xbox? Damn. What room? You must live in a big house. Sir Nuggets, my first console was a Wii. I never had a Wii. Thank you, guys. I hope you guys love that story. The 360. No, we're talking about the Xbox. The Xbox. Gamers can only game. For how much time were you in the core? Uh, are you asking me? I was in the Navy for 14 years. I had an Atari 2600 in high school. Nice, Larry. I didn't even internet when I had an Xbox like that. That blows my mind. Yes, that was crazy. XB Connect was insane. Oh, God, I can imagine the talk. Has this man ever played Call of Duty Modern Warfare back in the day? I never played it online. Still own the original Xbox, just stored in the basement. I, I loved that original Xbox so much. Great concept of determined worth. Next president debate should be determined on XB Connect. Yes, let's go. I went to a game room to play video games. Yeah, we had that too. There were video game like stores you would go hang out in and play games. So speaking of games, we got a, we got a cool kind of not game, but TikTok story coming up. But let's get to this. We got to keep these stories going or else we'll never get through the show. This is going to be a quick one. We'll go through, we'll, we're going to knock out two stories really quick because I just got to let you guys know the Bonham Richard has a decommissioning date. The Bonham Richard is going to be decommissioned on April 14th. Huge bummer. We've been covering this story pretty, pretty actively. Every time there's news about it, the Bonham Richard getting decommissioned April 14th. Ah, oh, man. It would have been billions of dollars of repairs. So many friends of mine served on the Bonham Richard. I remember seeing it there in port in San Diego on 32nd Street, Naval Base. RIP, Bonham Richard. And we still don't know what happened with that fire. I know they were investigating arson. And if that's the case, if they're still investigating, I'm sure someday they'll figure it out. But somebody burned down the Bonham Richard. Took out that ship. I still can't believe it. If that's arson, it might be the... Is that maybe the most expensive arson ever? Do you guys think... Is there another case of arson resulting in a higher dollar value damage ever? Or would the bottom Richard be it? It would be somewhere between two and a half billion and three billion dollars to repair it and five to seven years. So what do you guys think? Is that the most dollar value damage in arson ever? It's gotta be. What fire has someone set that could have done more damage than that. Even like the big wildfires are like $20, $30 million. You know, that's a ton, billions of dollars. That's, I don't know how to even put this into perspective. We're talking $3,000 million. $3,000 million. I've never had a million dollars. I don't know about you guys. $3,000 million to repair the bottom Richard. So that's absolutely out of control, and, uh, and that's got to be pretty bad. Now, so RIP Bonham Richard. I just had to cover that really quick. Now, you guys remember, he's a Marine. Honor, courage, commitment. First to fight, he's loyal. 
I don't remember at all. It's something like that. We're going to watch it. But you guys remember that horrible, brutal, embarrassing TikTok? Well, another military member, service member, is making making waves on TikTok. Couple, this is from militarytimes.com. Couple challenges. He's a Marine duo for worst military TikTok ever crown. We'll see. We'll see how bad it is. How abysmal must an act appear before it receives criminal classification is the question. Now, for a refresher, let's watch the He's a Marine TikTok just so we can remember what that is all about. He's a Marine. First to fight, he's loyal. Honor, courage, commitment. Core values simplify. Oorah, he's a Marine. How, how did that ever happen? He's a Marine. First to fight, he's loyal. Honor, courage, commitment. Core values simplify. Oorah, he's a Marine. Yeah, so that's one of the cringiest things that's ever been in existence on the internet of all time. That poor guy. I want an update on him. I want to see what he's doing. Now, they're saying that this video, this new TikTok, could be worse? Could be worse than that? How is that possible? It's been viewed 85,000 times. So let's see. Eight seconds long. What could possibly even border on worse than what we just witnessed? That's not worse. That's not worse than the, than the, he's a Marine video, which is the worst of all time. Um, when someone is being, so, so if you can't see this, it says when someone is being rude to my super nice passive wife, she's there at the door. I assume someone's coming to sell them something or bother them in some way. So he comes out with his, what is that, a Malinois, a German Shepherd? I can never tell if it's a Malinois or a German Shepherd. So he comes out with his dog. It's implied to be an MWD, a military working dog. He's de-bloused. He's got his pants on. His boots are bloused. His hair is pushed back tight. He's uh, average height, average weight. Talk to me. I talk back. He doesn't look very tough, though. I mean, he's probably a tough, he's a tough guy. Hey, you're, you're a tough guy, man. You're a tough guy. But you just, he doesn't have the look. You know what I mean? Like, even the dog doesn't have the look. The dog's like, what's going on? What's going on outside? Take me outside. I have to poop. So, I don't know. What do you guys think? Could that possibly be worse than he's a Marine? Oh, 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 talk to me. I talk back. Okay. Not worse. I'm, 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 I'm calling it. That was 100% not worse. Uh, I'm disappointed. I'm honestly disappointed. To do worse than the He's a Marine video, I don't even know what that would look like. I honestly can't even make up in my mind what worse than that would look like. I don't, you couldn't do it if you were trying. So, eh, we'll see. Let's go with uh, some comments over here. It's your boy, Chris says. Let's see. So cringy. So cringy. Oh, A.O. Nixo's in the house. On duty, living the suck. What's up, A.O. Nixo? Welcome to the chat. Welcome to the chat. Hitchens doesn't watch TikTok. I love TikTok, honestly. I watch it before I go to sleep. Someone passed me a cyanide pill. He's getting after it. Have you covered the lieutenant story, Max? I have not yet. It's going to be, uh, it's, it's uh, about to, we're about to get to it. Nugget says, Imagine getting your dream job in the service with your girlfriend having a view on it being, I can use this for cloud on TikTok. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's what I'm doing on YouTube. Yeah, some dude is going to rush your old lady holding a baby. Probably not. <laughs> now, nah, your take was correct thus far. Max is a giant. Hey, dog's like, what? I have to poop. Yeah. <laughs> Ayo Nixo, stand by. Audrey says they both need to go back to the drawing board. Nugget says second isn't worse. Yeah, it's weird, but not worse. I'm unveiling a more serious cringe video. Ayo Nixo is unveiling about how motivated I am on a daily basis. Can't wait to see it, dude. Can't wait to see it. I'm glad you're back. Glad you're back in the chat. I missed you online for a little while. Uh, Hitchin says, Pennsylvania versus uh, Mims. Ever heard of it, chat? I have not heard of it. What, uh, watch some of Garrett Nolan's TikToks and you'll see worse. 
Is that somebody that uh, Donnie does that stuff, right? I think I've seen that on Donnie's channel. Let's see. Let's see. Look it up if you haven't. I, okay, I'll check it out. Not, on, not live, though, because I don't know. You guys would sabotage me. Let's see. You guys will rickroll me. We got... Okay, let's just, let's just get this out of the way, okay? Let's just, let's just get this out of the way. And then, not that it's not a big deal, but let's just get this out of the way so we can get to the second lieutenant story, which I know is what a lot of you are interested in. My thoughts. All of our thoughts together. We're a community here. I want to hear everybody's thoughts. For the first time, a woman has been nominated to lead the army. I mean, this is what's happening right now. It's like the most important thing in the world right now is that we get diversity in the chain of commands. The Biden administration plans to nominate Christine Wormuth, a former top defense official, as the first female army secretary, according to a White House news release. She's 51. She's currently the director of the RAND International Security and Defense Policy Center. I've heard of RAND. Would be the Biden administration's first service secretary nomination, leaving the Navy and Air Force top civilian jobs still open. If you guys remember, particularly the Navy went through like 30 secretaries while Trump was in office. If confirmed by the Senate, she would replace Acting Secretary of the Army John Whitley, who took over the post after Army Secretary Ryan McCarthy left in January. Warma served as Undersecretary of Defense for Policy during the Obama administration. I'll say she is probably going to get approved. I mean, I don't see a scenario in which a Biden nominee for anything is not going to get approved because uh, the Democrats would have to vote against it. So I know some people that he's nominated have withdrawn from nominations, but if they go to a vote, they're going to get approved. So I guess the next Secretary of the Army is going to be female. And that's cool. I mean, I hope that she does a good job. I don't think it has to be a dude. So, you know, I, I think, uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Secretary of the Secretary of the Branches has an important job. They do a lot. So we'll see what she does. She worked in the Pentagon. She worked in defense. Uh, people will probably support her. People will probably be against her. I don't know enough information at this time. If and when she becomes Secretary of the Army... We'll do a little piece on her, just like when we did uh, the, the, the Secretary of Defense, uh, Lloyd Austin, when we did the story on him. So we'll cover that. As time goes on, we will get to it. So we'll leave it there for now. Because, hey, listen, by the way, as a reminder, Patreon's open. Super Chats are open. Let's get me a gaming PC. If you guys want to see me gaming, we're going to get it. We got to raise some money. So let's see. If a cop wants to, despite there not being a crime, they can ask you to step out of the vehicle while on the traffic stop. Oh, you're talking about a precedent for this because we're, we're getting ready to have this story. Donnie roasts him. Uh, Demo Chef, what's up, my guy? Thank you for your service. Thank you very much for stopping by the channel. I hope you're uh, enjoying the show and enjoying the channel. Good looking, good looking out. Hadn't heard about that one. Let's see. There's so much stuff out there. You got really got to be a lawyer. So please play video games. Oh, yeah. My wife's digging the idea of me becoming a, a, an online gamer for sure. If you, if you guys want to see that, Super Chats are open. Patreon's open. I'll dollar for dollar match all the money we raised this month to get a gaming PC. So let me know. Let me know how you want to make this happen. Support. I'm accepting all the support right now. So, okay. This weekend, this story blows up. This story blows up. By the way, uh, just to be clear before we even start, this didn't just happen. This happened a while ago. But now the guy is suing. He's suing the police. So a second lieutenant in the Army, which, by the way, you come in, if you're an officer in the Army and you're not prior enlisted, the day you go active duty, you're a second lieutenant. So there was no way to know how long this dude had been in the military. There's all kinds of information. I did a lot of research. I did a lot of research on this before coming on here today, because I knew, I knew this was going to get the chat lit up, okay? I know everybody knows a little bit about this, but what's the whole story? I'm going to try to do my best to get as much of the story out there for you guys as possible. So, by the way, right off the bat, the one of the officers was fired. So, there's that. One of the officers from the police department was fired, which is almost like an admission of guilt from the police department. You know what I mean? The fact that they fired the police officer is not good for the police department. doesn't look good, especially with a lawsuit pending. Can you say settle out of court for an undisclosed amount? So one of the police officers involved in the December traffic stop of an unarmed Army lieutenant driving home in a new vehicle has been fired. Now, they do say unarmed Army lieutenant, but he did have a gun in the car. So this is from Task and Purpose. Officer Joe Gutierrez has been terminated, according to a press release from the town of Windsor, Virginia. 
Gutierrez was one of the two officers who drew their firearms on Second Lieutenant Caron Nazario on December 5th after they pulled him over for allegedly driving without a license plate, pepper sprayed him, and forced him out of his vehicle and onto the ground. Nazario, who is black and Latino, has since filed a lawsuit against Gutierrez and the other officer, Daniel Crocker, saying his constitutional rights were violated during the stop. I believe his Fourth Amendment rights, search and seizure. The Windsor press release says an investigation of the incident began immediately and found that the Windsor Police Department didn't follow its own policy. This resulted in disciplinary action and department-wide requirements for additional trainings were implemented beginning in January and continue up to the present. Since that time, Officer Gutierrez was also terminated from his employment. It's unclear exactly what he was terminated for. Nazario, an Army Health Services Administration officer, basically he works at a hospital handling admin stuff like patient information and supplies and funding and things like that. Said in his lawsuit that he was pulled over because the officers alleged he didn't did not have a license plate on the rear of his newly purchased Chevrolet Tahoe. But the lawsuit goes on to say that the vehicle was so new he didn't yet have permanent plates and had cardboard temporary plates taped to the inside of the rear window of the vehicle at the top and on the passenger side, which I don't know, in California you had to have your temporary plates taped to the inside of your windshield. There was stuff like that. But you do run the risk of getting pulled over. So I'm just saying in California, in my own personal experience, if you had a new car, a new car, and you did not have plates yet, you were supposed to tape your vehicle registration, temporary registration to the inside of your windshield facing out. So that way, if your car was parked somewhere and police went up to it, they could view that and know that it was your car registered or new purchase or whatever. But you always ran the risk of getting pulled over. I remember having a new car, new plates. You had 60 or 90 days to get the plates. And I got pulled over once. And once I showed them all my stuff, I was good to go. I was let go. So when Crocker initiated the traffic stop, the lawsuit says Nazario started slowing down and turned on his turn signal, but because it was dark, he continued to drive below the posted speed limit for under a mile, although the cops say a mile and a half, until he got to a gas station where he pulled over from the time Crocker initiated the stop to the time Nazario had pulled over into the gas station, approximately one minute and 40 seconds elapsed, according to the lawsuit. Body cam footage from Gutierrez, who joined Crocker's pursuit, shows him exiting the car, and he said Crocker approaching Nazario's vehicle with the weapons trained on a soldier who was in uniform. Nazario has his window rolled down in the footage and is sticking his hands out the window. The lieutenant reportedly, repeatedly asks the officer what is going on while they both shout over him to get out of the car. So the video goes on. We're going to watch the video. The officers placed him in handcuffs, took him away from the car to talk to him. Now, I've seen this whole thing, uh, this whole thing, including... The conversation they have after he gets out of the vehicle and when he's in handcuffs. So I will do my best to explain all that to you when we go over the vehicle. I don't think that that part, I was, wasn't able to find the, that video, although I did watch the whole thing yesterday on somebody else's channel. Um, you might know the YouTuber, the Officer Tatum uh, channel, and he did a whole long thing on this. So I watched a lot of that and I saw the whole part where they were having a conversation with him. He's obviously a conservative, advocates for police. So he has one very, very uh, one-sided take on this. But I'm going to try to see it in all different ways. So let's go. We got Regal says you should build your PC live on the stream. I don't even know how to start to do that. Uh, it's not that a woman can't do the job, but her qual list is she's a female. Yeah, Larry, I see what you're saying. He probably should not have pepper sprayed him. One uh, fired that says a lot for the police department. Yes, it does. Downtown Nugget says saw the cop cam footage. I know there's a lot going on with police work and stuff, but you don't need to point a gun if it means... In, in a man's face for no plates on a car. I agree for one, don't care if the person is male or female. I do care if they can do the job. Talking about the last story. I'm also wondering why they drew their guns out. Uh, plus he kicked the lieutenant even when his hands were behind his back. Let's see, a video explaining the situation. So um, I've got the story pulled up over here. I've got the video pulled up over here. So let's watch the video and let's uh, talk about it as we go. So let's watch it and let's talk about it as we go. So here we go. We got the video. Let's watch it. Speeds are 18. They were changing lanes. Approaching Church Street intersection. So this is the whole video, starting from the traffic stop at BP. By the way, so let's re let's review here really quick what's going on. They were pulling him over because he did not have license plates. Legit enough reason, okay? Because it was a new car. 
Then if that's the case, usually what will happen, and this happened to me once, you show them your temporary registration that you just bought the car and they let you go. I've been that as exact thing has happened to me. The claim is that the police say he drove a mile and a half to this gas station without pulling over. He claims it was less than a mile. There's no dispute that he drove a distance. They say it took two minutes that he drove a distance to get to this gas station because he said he wanted to pull over in a well-lit area. So that's his story. But at this point, if you just think about it from what the police know, they were pulling somebody over. That person drove a long ways while they were pursuing him. Now, remember, if you're a cop, you're thinking all kinds of stuff. Like, why is this person still driving? What are they doing in the car that they're potentially buying time to do? Are they taking drugs? Are they hiding things? Are they changing clothes? Are they, in their mind, creating a plan, okay? All the police know is that this person has not stopped. Even in the lawsuit, they claim it was a minute and 40 seconds. A minute and 40 seconds, okay? We know a lot now as observers, but let's try to keep in mind what they might know then at that time. So the police are pulling this vehicle over. Let's just go with what the lawsuit says. A minute and 40 seconds. A lot can happen in a minute and 40 seconds. Driver, roll the window down. Felony traffic stop. Put your hands out the window. So he says felony traffic stop. I don't know what that means. I don't know what the felony is, but they already have their weapons drawn on the vehicle. Probably they're heightened because of the long time that he was driving. I would assume because of the long time that he spent driving the car prior to getting pulled over, the cops are a little heightened. Put your hands out the window. And But let me say now, also, I would have been really scared too. If I was the driver of the vehicle and I wasn't a criminal, and now I've got guns pointed at me, that's a scary situation, okay? It is, straight up. It, it would be totally normal for somebody to be scared in that situation. Turn the vehicle off, put your hands out the window. I can't tell. Put your hands out the window and turn the vehicle off. Put your hands out the window. He's not complying, Joe. Let me see your hands. How many occupants are in the vehicle? How many occupants are in your vehicle? Open the door slowly and step out. Open the door. Now, a lot of people at this point will say he's not complying, right? I, if it was me I, and, and trying to empathize with the driver there, I could definitely f- see how one might feel like the second they step out of that vehicle, they're going to get shot, right? You've got television telling you all day long that the police are out there to kill you, that police are horrible. If you don't know any cops, if you have been brought up, all your influences are telling you that police are going to kill you, and then you're in this situation and you're s- sitting there in the car, and the police have their guns drawn on you and they're telling you to get out of the car. And in your mind, you're thinking, if I step out of that car wrong, if I take one step, if I turn my body one way, I'm going to get shot. I can t- completely see how that would be going through his mind. Get out the car. Open the door slowly and get out. Get out of the car now. Open. Now, there's another perspective of this whole thing, which is he was filming with his cell phone. That video is available online. He had his cell phone recording this whole thing. And if you watch his video, he does seem a little casual, almost smirking. But I can't get in his mind and know what he was actually thinking. I've smiled in stressful situations. I've smiled when I was scared. Uh, You just do it. It's like you can't just look at somebody and pretend to know exactly what they're thinking in that moment. So there is a video out there from from inside the car of him with his cell phone. Door, get out the car! Keep your hands outside the window. Keep your hands outside the window. Get out of the car now. Get out of the car. Now. Get out of the car. Get out of the car now. Yo, what guess what? I'm a brother too. I'm gonna obey. Get out of the car. 
Get out of the car now! Now that's a, now he says what's going on is you're fixing to ride the lightning, son. I think he said. Now that means he's going to get tased. Getting tased sucks. I'll tell you that. And this other cop, the one that we just saw on our screen left here, is very aggressive. I can I can see this cop right here on the left side of your screen, very aggressive with his language, with his posture, everything. I probably would have been pretty intimidated with him talking to me like that for sure. Get out of the car now! Get out of the car now! Get out of the car! Sir, just get out of the car! Work with us and we'll talk to you! Get out of the car! You receive an order! Obey it! I'm, I'm, I'm honestly afraid to get out. Can I, can yeah, I, you, you I, should I, be. Alright, here's... When I first saw this video and the guy in the car says, I'm scared, and the cop says, you should be... I was like, damn, that's kind of jacked up, man. Like, that would only escalate the situation worse. If this dude's, let's just, in in good faith, let's assume everything that he's saying is true, and let's assume everything that the police are doing is justified, right? With them pulling him over, legit traffic stop, they're legitimately concerned for their safety too, right? Both people are. I'm not placing any blame here on either side. But let's say that this guy is actually afraid of getting shot by the cops. If he gets out of the car, he's got two guns pointed at him. And then he says, I'm scared. And the cop says, you should be. I think that that's not a good way to handle the situation because they confirm his fears. They confirm his fears that he's about to get shot and killed. Get out. Get out of the car. Get out now. You're being stopped. I'm now, actually, I'm looking at this other... The officer here has a taser out, uh, not, a, not a pistol, and the other officer has a pistol, I believe. So it looks like one of them has a pistol, the other one has a taser. So let me correct myself there. The officer here is holding his taser. You're not cooperating at this point right now. You're under arrest for... You're being detained, okay? You're being detained for obstruction of justice. I do not have to get out of the vehicle. Really? Get out of the car now. Get out of the car. Get your hands off me. Get out of the car. Get your hands off me. You know what? Now, this is escalating to, you know, as far as use of force escalation goes, he put away his non-lethal, but he grabs him, and the guy's not compliant. You know, I'll give the officers that. The guy's not complying. But I can also see how he would be afraid, right? So I can see him thinking, if he does comply, damned if you do, damned if you don't. I think that that's really the scenario here. He's damned if he does, in his mind, if he's acting in good faith, right? And that's where I'm, I'm, I'm starting with all that. Acting in good faith. He's afraid. He's not complying. If he complies, he's afraid he's going to get shot. If he doesn't comply, he's afraid he's going to get shot. I don't know. This is a difficult situation. And this officer here who just grabbed him is not making it any better by confirming his fears by saying you should be. I think that is like the key moment. When I watched this, when I initially watched this video, when the guy says, I'm afraid, and the cop says, you should be, to me, that was the moment where my empathy really leans towards the driver here, the second lieutenant, because I'd be freaked out too. Hey, hands off me. Not a problem. Back up, Daniel. Shaking up the spray. Oh, that pe- Have you ever been pepper sprayed? Do you guys remember when I showed you the video of me being pepper sprayed on this show? And I screamed like a little girl or like a punk or whatever you want to call it. Sorry to the ladies out there. It is, it sucks. Getting pepper sprayed Totally super duper sucks. Sir, hey, sir. Get out of the car now. Sir, look. I'm trying to talk get out. to you. Okay. I'm trying to I'm, talk, I'm gonna talk to you. Get out. Just get relax. out of my car. Can you please get relax? Can get you out. please relax? Get out of the car right I, now. Now. This is not how you treat a vet. Uh, I'm actively serving this country, and this is how you're going to treat me? Now, I don't like that. I mean, it's not like he's taking a lot of time to think about what he's going to say. We can spend all day criticizing every single moment of this. But let's say you're in the military, right? People out there, folks. And you're driving around and you just say to a stranger that you're a veteran or you have a uniform on, it doesn't really mean anything. People, stolen valor, people wear uniforms to get out of things. People wear uniforms for special treatment. People wear uniforms to maybe elude the police, okay? So they don't know this guy. They've never seen his ID. They don't know who he is. They probably, or I'm going to say they definitely should not assume anything about this guy. They they should not assume he's even in the military just because he has a uniform on, Okay. People acting, you know, act crazy all the time. I didn't do anything. 
Whoa, hold on. Can What's you? going? Hold on. And a four OC just deployed. Get out of the car. Get out of the car now. So they sprayed him. He sprayed him about three times. You know, he he's going to be his his eyes are going to be burning. It's going to be difficult for him to breathe. That OC spray is going to fill up the car. So every breath he takes now is going to be worse and worse for him. So I actually think if you if the cops in this situation and he's able to OC inside the car, that'd probably be a good way to get some compliance, some compliance through, you know, a use of a non-lethal because this guy's going to definitely want to get out of this car now. I will say that. I don't know if he was I don't know if it was legit to OC spray him or not, but I mean, it's effective. Get out of the car now. Sir, just get out the car. It does if you're here, here but then I'll say this too, and I don't know police policies or anything like that, right? I'm not going to pretend to, but I do know a thing or two about OC spray. Once this dude gets OC sprayed, it's going to be difficult for him to follow. It's going to be even more difficult for him to follow instructions. So they, it'd be OC spray would be better if they could OC spray him and then get, and then get their hands on him. But to OC spray, OC spray somebody and then try to get them to follow your instructions, it's probably going to make this more difficult. The fact that they can't grab him, they can't get him, OC spray is just going to make everything more difficult now. Get out of the car now! Yeah, oh, get out of the car and get on the ground now and you're going to get it again. I don't even want to be my seatbelt. Take your seatbelt off and get out of the car. Get out of the car now! Listen! Take off your seatbelt and get out of the car. Look, I'm just gonna just please. You're gonna do what you're told. Get out of the car. Look, take your seatbelt off and get out of the look, Take your seatbelt off. Look, my hands are See, even he's coughing from the OC spray because it has a pretty big radius of once it's sprayed, you breathe in the fumes even from pretty far away, like 10 feet, 15 feet. If the wind blows, you're gonna be breathing it in. So he can't even get his seatbelt off now. You learn, like the reason that you get OC sprayed in training is so that you learn that you can still function afterwards because it cripples people. It literally makes people worthless. Once you get sprayed, there is nothing, like for a lot of people, they cannot do the simplest functions after getting OC sprayed. That's why you have to get OC sprayed. And then you have to complete the obstacle course. It's like a confidence course. You're learning how to... How to proceed, how to move, how to act with intense pain, difficulty breathing, and inability to see. Take your seatbelt off and get out of the car. My hands are out. Don't reach in there, Daniel. Don't reach in there. My hands are out. Please. Please. Look. This is really messed up. My dog is in the back. My dog is... Oh, so he's got a dog in the car. I feel horrible for the dog. Damn. I feel terrible for the dog who just got OC sprayed. Oh, jeez. That sucks. Okay, right Get now. out of the car. Take your seatbelt off. What are you, a specialist, Corporal? What are you? I'm a lieutenant. Lieutenant. I'm a lieutenant. I mean, not really, bro. You're a second lieutenant, but... Get out of the car. Take your seatbelt okay. off and get out of the car. You made this way more difficult than it had to be. You just comply. Get out of the car. I'm reaching for my seatbelt. Fine. Take your seatbelt off and get out of the car. Straight onto the ground. Straight onto the ground. Ma'am, you, you leave, please. Down. Let's go. Let's go. Get on the ground. Get on the Can ground. You please talk to Get me on the ground now. On. Get on the ground or you're getting sprayed again. Get on the ground. Can you please talk to me about what's Get going on? Get on the ground. On. Get on the ground now. So he just got kicked. At this point, he should have just gotten on the ground. I feel like in his own best interest, he's out of the car. You know, it's... Di- after you get, I, I just, I feel for him a little bit because he just got OC sprayed, you know, and sat there in it for a minute, but he's obviously not, I mean, he's not complying. That's true, but it's not always as easy as just comply. Although I feel like at this point, it, it, the situation seems to be de-escalating, you know, he's out of the car, but then they kick him. Like this dude's, I, I, I do kind of feel bad for this guy. Can you please talk to me? Get on the ground. Get on the ground. Can you please talk to me about what's yes, going sir. on? Yes, sir. You're not. 
can you please talk to me about what's going on? Why am I being treated like this? Why? You're not cooperating. Get on the ground. Why am I being treated like this? In his mind, it, we know now he didn't do anything wrong, right? So in his mind, he's like, I'm not a criminal. Why is this happening to me? Why? I can't believe, how did I get here? How did I get to a point where I got OC sprayed? I got pulled out of my car. I'm getting kicked. I'm getting put on the ground. My, he's worried about, I'd be worried about my dog in the car, right? So I'm thinking, my, I got my dog in the car. The door's open. I'm about to go to jail. What's going on? I just, I'm driving home my new car. I'm driving home from duty. <sighs> Tough. really messed up. Really Come on, sir. Sir, well, just what this you is really, This is fucked up. Sir, this is fucked up. Sir. He's crying. He's crying. Fucked sir. up. You know this is fucked lay up. Lay on the ground. Just lay flat. Lay flat for me, sir. You know this is fucked up. Sir, lay, lay flat. Up. Lay flat. This is fucked up. I can't fucking believe being treated like this. And I'm fucking Get on the ground. Right there. Right there. What's that? What's that? It's gum. gum. What the fuck? Get on the ground. It's gum. Hey, sir, sir, can you just work with us? Can I? Just work with us. Lay down flat. Hold on. Lay down flat. Lay down flat. Now, I understand it from the police perspective, right? They're Think about what police training is, right? They're trained for the worst case scenario. In their mind, they're thinking worst case scenario. In this guy's mind, he's thinking, I'm not a bad guy. Why would I get treated like this? But they've seen the videos of cops getting killed of suspects not being handcuffed and then they get away or they grab their weapon or something like that. They become combative. People can become combative anytime. I, I get that. I, I totally understand why police act the way that they do, what they're concerned about. I t I'm, I'm on board with that. I got it. And I can, I can feel for this guy too, though. He isn't a criminal. He's not a bad guy. He joined the army. You know, he's in the army. He's got a dog. He's trying to live his life. He's trying to go home. He's being combative. He's not complying. All that's true, but he's not a bad guy. So, you know, maybe this is his first interaction ever with law enforcement. I don't know about his record or anything like that. This, what if this is his first time ever, you know, being pulled over? And now he's got guns drawn on him. He, he's, he tried to drive to a, you know, gas station. I mean, I'm going to give both parties here the benefit of the doubt. Sir, lay down, really I'm gonna take you. Up. Lay down, you're gonna get paid. Lay down, you're gonna get paid. This is fucked up. This right, is now fucked put, up. Put your hands behind your back. Put your hands behind your back. This is fucked up. This is fucked up. I agree. All you have to do is listen. All right. Halo 3. The one in custody. This is fucked up. Can you open up the window for my dog? I am choking. Can you open up the window, please? Yes. Yeah, you hear what he said? Can you open up the window for my dog? I hear him choking. Like, that's heartbreaking, man. That's tough. Yes, we will. Stand up, okay? All right, so the video ends there. But there's another... The video goes on to show them standing up, talking. They're having a conversation with this guy. They're having a good conversation. Uh, they talk like civilized people. They give him some options. They give him an option. But they give him an option to let him go. But he kind of like... It's a little, it's a little fishy. They give him an option to let him go, but he has to like admit that he was wrong, that kind of thing. Or they, they're like, or we can arrest you or whatever. And so it, he's kind of a lose-lose for him either way. Now, let me, let me, let me do this. Let me go back through the chat here really quick and uh, find some of these messages because I know you guys have some strong thoughts. Let's see, let's see, let's see. We got a lot. The officer should have conducted himself better. We'll start with that from Danger Zone. Yeah, Uh no arguments about that. He's not a jujitsu specialist either, obviously. Compliance strikes are, are a myth. They don't exist. Being afraid isn't a reason to not obey lawful orders, but it's an, if, you, if, you have, if you can understand what's going through somebody's mind, you know, lawful orders can be confusing. You know, I mean, I, I challenge you all. Maybe you're not out there getting pulled over by the police every day, but you get pulled, you get pulled over by the police, you get approached by the police over something that you know is BS, and let me see, just see how much you comply with everything. Getting out, getting on the ground, not caring about your dog in the backseat, not caring about whatever you have going on in your life. Let me see how great everyone in this chat complies at all times in every situation in their life all the time. You don't know what's going on in somebody's life. 
You don't know what's going on in somebody's life when they're driving down the road, what kind of day they had, what's going on in their spouse, their health. You never know any of that stuff. The officers also should have been more organized with what they were saying. That is an escalation and is meant to be by all means. He was disobeying everything they said. Yeah, he wasn't a p- compliant. I, I give you guys that. I mean, I, I he wasn't compliant for sure. The officer kind of jumping into pepper spray instead of opening the door for me kind of feels like my point of view. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let me go down here a little bit. They don't have to have their guns out. Plus, they told him multiple times to take the seatbelt off himself. Have you? So, danger zone. Have you ever been OC sprayed? Have you ever had OC spray training? If this fat cop had announced on of judo training, he'd already be on the ground. Jiu-jitsu, white belt, day two has more takedowns than that pudgy guy. Hey, you know that pudgy guy was a Marine. I think both those cops were veterans. The uh, the bigger cop, the one who who said you should be afraid, was a Marine. He was uh, he, he said he got out as a corporal. Let's see. You don't just flee when you're getting pulled over. Scat, I don't, I don't, I'm not convinced that he fled. The police said a mile and a half. His lawsuit says less than a mile. I don't have the facts. I just have two different stories to go off of, okay? I don't have, I don't have the right answer. I have, I have two different stories. I, I've been pulled over, and I drove somewhere to a parking lot. I put my blinker on. I've driven pretty far. I've driven for a minute after getting pulled over to get into a parking lot of somewhere. I did that. I, I can remember specifically, I was in Keystone, Colorado. You guys ever been to Colorado? Beautiful snowboarding out there. And I'm driving. And I'm getting pulled over. And I drove for a while to find an open parking lot to pull into instead of just stopping where I was on the road. So I, I did that. Am I a bad guy? Let's see. I didn't get pulled out of my vehicle. No one had guns on me. Like we know cops as well trained as we expect them to perform. A police training should be a lot better. Police training should be a lot better. I agree. Let's see. My adrenaline would kick in if I was in his situation for sure. Let's see. Danger zone. That doesn't matter, Max. I'm sorry. I just don't agree. You're talking about if I asked you if you were OC sprayed. What I'm saying is you, you don't realize that if you were, if you get OC sprayed and you have no training, the whole point of it is to disorient you and make you easier to deal with, right? From the police perspective, it's not making anything easier. So if you OC spray, OC spray somebody, and then ask them to perform tasks. Those tasks will be more difficult after getting pepper sprayed. I'm telling you that. I'm not suggesting it. It's the point of it. Like, it makes it harder for you to do anything. That's the point of OC spray. Let's see. L Rambo. What's up? Welcome to the chat, L Rambo. Thanks for your insight. We need two sides of the story. If you haven't already, I recommend seeing the Forbes video with what's going on down near the border. Thank you for your service. McMap doesn't count. Edward, what's up? Welcome to the chat. We're almost near the end of the show here, but thank you for stopping by. Let's see. The cop needs to lose the donuts, for sure. For sure. Uh, In most states, you can get to a lighted area at night at a reasonable speed when the cops put their lights on. The idea is to get safe area for both parties. Yeah, totally. I agree, Larry. Scad, the second lieutenant needs some navigation skills. No wonder why he can't find his way. He's a butter bar. No, Max, the comment about uh, one not knowing what's going on in another's life, what they're doing. Oh. No, no. I agree that I agree that people should comply with police, but we like we all should have a little more empathy for one another. You know what I mean? What I'm saying is I'd like to see everyone out there live up sh- like live up to what you're saying, right? I, I, I like I'd like to see everyone live up to what they're saying and everyone just always complies with authority, right? So if authority comes in, and they want to tax you more, take your stuff, hassle you, come into your house, just comply, right? Hey, just comply. Just get on the ground. Are, are we all always in a situation where that's an easy thing to do? No. So that's why I have empathy for people in these situations. Because that's just the, the fact of the matter, man. You, you catch somebody on the wrong day. It's like, what's that movie? Uh, with... Uh, my, uh, Sean Penn, what, what is it, uh, Breaking Down? What is that movie? God, I can't believe I can't remember the name of it right now. Where he has like that one bad day and he goes on a rampage. You just, you get somebody on that bad day and, you know, the way that you treat them, the way that you talk to them, that can make all the difference. That's the difference between escalation and de-escalation of conversation. 
Now, yeah, it's true. The cops are thinking they might walk up to this car and get shot. I totally get that. I'm not saying that's not the case. I totally, I totally get that. I agree, 100%. You'll never find anybody who agrees more that cops have a dangerous job. They don't know who's in that car. They don't know if they're going to walk up and get shot. I totally agree, 100%, 100%. But once they go up there and they're talking to them, I think that they're, you know, I mean, I don't know what I, 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 he wasn't complying all this stuff, but I can see from his perspective why he would be afraid. If he thinks he's doing everything right and he's got guns on him, I'd be scared too. That's all I'm saying. Falling down. Thank you, Regal. Falling down. So they OC sprayed him. They got him out. If you guys can go find that video, I wasn't able to find it, but I, I saw it on, uh, the officer Tatum's channel where they showed the whole entire, uh, part about the conversation afterwards where they were standing there on the street and they were having a conversation. They let him go, but he went and filed a lawsuit. So now it's into the lawsuit territory. They fired one of the police officers. So I think that that's pretty telling that the, the department fired one of the officers. So we'll see. We'll, we'll follow it. We'll, we'll find out what's going on. So it's a complicated situation. These things are kind of crazy. Uh, I don't know who I think was right and wrong. I don't know if I'm placing blame anywhere to be totally honest with you guys, but the whole thing's pretty intense. Let's see. Watch the Officer 401 video on Stream RQ, family friendly, and it breaks down for both parties. Thank you, Chris. Demo says, I saw you played squad for the first time. Nice video. Can you do a reaction to the game days? The gunfights in that game are epic. Specifically, react to Toporek. He's dirty at the game. Let me read that comment again later. I don't even know if I was able to absorb what you just said. My dad was a cop for 20 years, 15 years on the street. He never got sued. Or had an IA complaint. He had voice command that was second to none. Nice. Or they were just scared and wanted to make him the scapegoat. Uh, the cops were scared. Is that what you're saying? Um, yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, the department was scared. The police department was scared and made him the scapegoat. That's very possible. I thought about that too. I definitely thought about that too. All right, guys. It's 11.07. I got to roll. I got to go pick my dog up. She's getting uh, some, some grooming done. So I'm glad I was able to make you laugh and I, and I will go try to figure out what you said. <laughs> and there are more game videos coming. But hey, if you guys want to see me get on the games, here's what I need you to do. Drop a super chat, head over to Patreon, become a patron. If you like these live shows, go to Patreon. If you become an elite patron, $10 a month, second month, free t-shirt. Okay? Can't beat that. So go check that out. Links for all that are in the description down below and in the description of all the videos. With that being said, I look forward to talking to you guys very soon tomorrow. We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, I am out for now.